my name is Chris Pallett, I'm Managing Director of Bespoke Computing and welcome to episode one of our brand new podcast, Control, Alt and Speak. Um, today I'm joined by Andy Rao from Codebreak. Morning Andy. Morning Chris, how are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you very much. What have you been up to? Oh, getting ready, getting ready to go back to the office after how many weeks has it been? 12, 15, 17, I don't know. Yeah, do you, do you still know which way where your office is or are you going to be programming the sat-nav? Oh, yeah, I'll put the sat-nav on, yeah, if, if, if the car's still working. I, I think I've been in the car literally literally three times since lockdown, but the team are all been wow. brief. We've got all the safety things in place, so looking forward to, to, to getting back, even though work has obviously continued, we're still able to yep. do our job. It'll be nice to get the gang back together. Yeah, excellent. So we had, uh, on Monday, we had one of my guys, he hadn't been in the office for at least 12 weeks, and his opening remarks as he walked into the office, he goes, has that tree always been there? <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, brilliant. Yeah, it should be good. So Andy, obviously you and I have known each other since the year dots. Mm-hmm. Um, for the benefit of the listeners, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and Code Break. Okay, so my name's Andy Rao. I'm 21 years old. And um, for those who are listening <laughs> on audio and not and not looking and not looking at me. Oh, the grey hairs, the grey hair lockdown hair problems I've been having. Anyway, um, yeah, I've been in marketing all my life, trained in nothing, as my, my father used to say. Um, I run an agency with my co-director called Joel Stone. Um, the agency is called Codebreak. We're based in Shrewsbury, but operates across the UK. In fact, we've got clients further afield as well. We are a company's outsourced marketing department. Started started straight after university in, in marketing. Got a job at ITV, so I was in London for 10 years and, and cut my teeth there and learned it, it was it was hard but you know the old work hard play hard it was great there then I moved to Pearl and Dean cinema was a massive massive love of mine always has been still is so being able to work on massive cinema advertising projects was fantastic but then uh, my wife and I well I met my my wife down there turns out she's from Shropshire as well the usual uh, the usual old uh, Shropshire stuff when we moved back to a county and started up our own marketing business yeah, it's amazing how um, everything always gravitates back to Shropshire. Once, once you've lived in Shropshire once, generally most people tend to find their way back. I, I never never thought never thought I'd be back, nor, nor did Emma. There we were, both working at Pearl and Dean, got talking. Turns out we're both from Shropshire. I went to the same school as her brothers. Our parents had mutual friends but had never actually met themselves. Wow. And I suppose it just made logical sense. But now it turns out that most of my friends that couldn't wait to get out of Shropshire, yeah, they're all back here. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird how that happens. And lockdown hair, Andy, seriously, I'm, I'm surprised you just haven't gone all off. Well, do you know how hard it is to find clippers now online? Because, of course, everyone's after them. Yeah, I keep going on. Can't find a decent pair of of, of clippers because I don't want, I don't want to get some you know cheapy jobs, but don't want to spend a fortune either. But I've been looking, and in the end, I had my wife, my mum, my mother-in-law all say, "Oh, you look so much younger with hair." And it's like, <laughs> well, well, oh, okay. So it's it's mm, my ears keep getting tickled by the longer hair, so that hasn't yeah. happened in years. But I'm I'm not sure. I'm part of me thinks as soon as barbers are safe to open I'll be, I'll be one of the first customers getting it all shaved off to my grade two again but I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know we'll, we'll see I've, I've got strangely attached to it apart from it's depressing seeing how many greys there are now well yeah I mean I'm only 21 like you and <laughs> sadly the, the, the grey is the grey is plentiful but roll on roll on 4th of July and the barbers opening so let's bringing it bringing it back to to um 
to marketing in your business? What is it that you love most about your role at Codebreak? Um, I suppose I've always loved I've always loved learning, and it's something Joel and I are both very keen uh, to to impress upon the team. And to be honest, you'd be very lucky mm. to get a job at Codebreak if you're not always hungry to learn. So mm. we, we wouldn't force people to read business books or marketing books because some people you know reading isn't their preferred medium of learning it could be podcasts it could be audio books it could be watching youtube seminars whatever it is mm. if you want to be a part of the cobrate team you always have to learn and i suppose marketing digital marketing it's such a fast moving environment what worked six months ago for a client might not necessarily work as well now and if you mm. don't keep up you'll just get left behind. So we, we want to make sure we're cutting edge and that enables me to, to do what I love doing, which again is 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 reading and learning, mm. sharing that with a team to better help clients. And I remember yeah. reading a, a quote by Henry Ford. He said, anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. Yeah, and okay. I'd like to think that no matter how old I get to be, I'll just always be hungry to learn. And and once once I'd figured out how to how to extract myself more away from the day-to-day because you know you can get sucked into all the little jobs to actually work on the business and to grow the business and to work out how to better help clients. You know, I'm not there totally yet, but I'm, yeah. I'm definitely a long way along uh, ahead of that journey. Whereas when we started out in business, you know, we were doing the books, we were doing the networking, we were doing the teas, everything. Yeah. And now, you know, we want to be make sure we are working on the business rather than in it, as they say. Yeah. So how much of your time would you say you're, you're working on developing the business and also developing yourself? I'd say at the moment, so lockdown a bit different, but before lockdown and hopefully when we go back on Monday, it was getting, it, Joel and I, around 75%. And wow, okay. Um, but then, you know, we went to a business seminar and, and the guy speaking, he, he asked the same question, you know, what, what percentage are you working on the business compared to in the business? And most people were sort of around 50 and 60 percent. So we're happy with 75. If we could get it to, to be honest, 85, mm. that would be great because, mm. you know, we, we want to empower the team and they need yeah. to know that we're always here to help. But if there's questions, they can answer amongst themselves and learn and feed off each other. Yeah. And almost like leave Joel and I to, to focus on on the big picture, then that's great. Yeah. Um, so, so. So, yeah. So. so if we if we've got if we've got people listening and watching to this and their their team isn't as empowered and they're not spending that 75 percent of their time working on their businesses. What if you could give them one tip to be how to empower their team to buy into that culture? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's it, it's easier it's easier to go to the orchard, shall we say, rather than go go to the barrel. So, if w- when we hire, we hire on um, attitude rather than aptitude. So, if we can get the right people in the right seats to start with, it makes it a whole yeah. lot easier. Yeah. Um, but in terms of encouraging people to to to, to empower themselves, to to accept that if you if you want if you want empowerment. Um, You've also got to accept responsibility, which is which can be tricky sometimes mm. because, you know, without sounding like Uncle Ben from Spider-Man, you know, if you want if you want great power comes yeah. great responsibility. But Absolutely. pretty much everything I think for business and for marketing you need to know is, is, is there on the bookshelf. So whether it's reading books like The E-Myth, which yeah. are perfect for, for for highlighting the difference between being a technician and being an entrepreneur. Things like The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, 
where little things done consistently can make a massive difference over time. I I do believe that with the right attitude, everything is there to learn. And and now, you know, isn't a case of having to, like, you know, used to be back in the day in the 80s, you know, having to go to the library to learn. Now you can literally just, you know, open up your laptop or get your phone out, go onto YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, iPad really, Chris, but... Hey, I've got an iPad too. I know if we'd had this conversation a few years ago. We, we have had a few. What phone are you on now? Uh, iPhone ten, XS. XS. Uh, okay, okay. When did you? When did you? When did you? Just did, when did you see the light? Um, probably. So I've I've been on the ten for a year. I had a seven for two years before that. So yeah, three years. Oh, oh wow! Right. Okay. Um. Three, yeah probably three years but I've had an iPad longer but that's um that for me was about efficiency because I would walk into meetings I'd have my notepad and pen which is great because I always took the view that I'm an IT person I can walk mm. into a meeting with as much technology as as you want mm. but if you're then meeting with somebody that isn't necessarily so tech savvy you've got that level of intimidation yeah. Um, which, you know, that's not good. So I'd take the, the pad and pen. But then what I was doing is I'd spend an hour in a meeting. I'd then spend an hour writing up my notes, and that was just grossly inefficient. So it was right, bin the notepad, get the iPad. I love OneNote, which is obviously Microsoft, mm-hmm. not because, yep. um, you know, we're, we're, we're a Microsoft shop, so we have to evangelize a little bit about their products. Um, type my meeting notes into OneNote in the meeting and my, my iPad's automatically synchronizing that back to my computer when I get back to the office. Um, so it paid, the iPad paid for itself. And then, yeah, I think, I mean, pre, pre-Apple for my phone, I was, a, again, I was a big Microsoft um, fan, but they their mobile business, um, I don't want to say they gave up on it, but it wasn't it wasn't where it needed to be. They weren't putting the the, the love behind it. And then you're a, it's a simple decision of Apple or Android. And I think Apple, as much as it's more consumer focused than business focused, it's also a more secure ecosystem. It's um, you can say what you want about Apple. The marketing people there have done a great job. Everything looks polished. Um, so yeah, it just felt a better wrap. And it does every, it does everything I need. It makes calls. <laughs> I think um, I think we did a post for a client, um, and it was like the top ten uses of a mobile phone. And yeah, calls calls wasn't on there. Yeah, and it, it's, yeah. it's 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 something we have with our team that to, to to you know sometimes maybe we're having a workplace chat, which has been a fantastic tool during during lockdown. But there are sometimes you, you think actually it'll be a lot quicker just pick up the phone. And obviously, we have clients who yeah. prefer using the phone. But to be honest, they are getting few and far between. Most of them, they'd prefer to use some kind of, you know, messaging tool, whether that's WhatsApp, whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, commu- I guess communi- communication is is changing and and picking up the phone, whether it's cold calling or whatever. Though yeah. you know, our, our phone hardly rings at all now. People would rather use, rather contact us via workplace, which is is where we encourage clients to, to yeah. the route to go down. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I, I mean I iPhones, just big fan. We watched the, I know there's a, probably a number of films about Steve Jobs, but the Michael Fassbender one, whichever that's called, that was just a fascinating insight, how Steve Jobs was just single-minded about yeah. making sure it was Apple or nothing. So you couldn't yeah. just use any old lead with an Apple product. It's It was an Apple lead. And, and and it was sink or swim. And obviously, ultimately, it sort of 
he he won out. But it was a it was it was a yeah great film. And um, you know went to a, went to a, an entrepreneurs convention a few years ago where Steve Wozniak was the guest speaker, wow. and, and that was that was that was just that was mind blowing. That was brilliant. I mean, I got to be honest, he 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 wasn't disrespectful about about Steve Jobs, but he. He, he made it clear he he was just a human being at the end of the day and that how the two of them on their own maybe might not have accomplished that much but together you know it's yeah they they did a lot yeah yeah they've they've done well it would have been good to have bought shares on apple a few years back and just just sit back and watch the money come in wouldn't it they've done all right what's um what's the story so there, there was steve Jobs, steve was it and there was another guy Whose name I should remember, who who um, decided it wasn't for him, so he sold his ten percent of Apple stock or whatever, and, and took his thousands of pounds. And basically, if he'd kept hold of it, yeah, he'd be like a multi-billionaire yeah. now. Yeah, but that's 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 the way it, that's the way it goes. And there's there's probably a, a few stories like that over the years, isn't isn't it? You look at it's the same with Microsoft, and you look at how well Bill Gates has done, and you think about what his inner circle looked like early days when I mean. I think they they started in the garage as well, um, mm. and you you think back to those early days, and if somebody just had that bit of faith, just and just hung in there rather than take take the share, take 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 the money and go. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's like it's like pe- people all saying they should have bought shares in Zoom like four months ago, or whatever. <laughs> um, but obviously, well, yeah, we, we, funny, use, te- we use Teams and Zoom. <laughs> funny story about that. There's another company out there called Zoom that do something completely different, and they had to suspend trading because people were buying shares in the wrong Zoom. Oh, you're joking! What do they no. do? Uh, I I can't I can't remember I can't remember offhand what they do, but there oh, is wow. another company called Zoom, and um, <laughs> yeah, people were just buying the wrong stock. And <laughs> oh wow! Oh, <laughs> I bet dear. they thought it was Christmas. Oh dear. So you made a comment about uh, digital marketing and digital marketing um, always, always changing. Um, and I, there's, there's two questions I'm going to throw at you there. I think okay. one is traditional marketing. Is it dead or is it going to is it going to grow? And then the second question goes back to goes back to the, the video that you and I did two years ago when you were filming your six of the best series. Um, and I would, and the question, so the question there is, since we did that video two years ago, what's changed, and what do you think the next two years are going to look like? Ah, right, okay, okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, certainly a lot has changed. I mean, what the big change in the past two years? I mean, there there've been so many. I think I think uh, a big one is pay to play when it comes to social media. Mm. The fact that pretty much every social media, you need to be prepared to dip into your pocket. If you want to to have some some meaningful kind of reach and engagement, and unless you're some massive news organisation that is able to report on you know any story from anywhere in the world about any industry, but if, I, if I'm talking about SMEs, for example, yeah. I think pay to play. You know, LinkedIn, you can still get a very good organic reach and engagement. You know, if you follow the various rules and unwritten rules of etiquette, LinkedIn is a brilliant tool. We we love mm-hmm. LinkedIn. But that is heading to, to pay to play already. You know, Microsoft, they paid $26 billion, whatever it was for it. They're, they're going to want to make their money back. So yeah, it, it's great. a great model, like the Netflix model, right? Right. It's free. Suck you in and think, oh, this is awesome. And then, right, OK, well, this is what it's going to cost you now. And which Facebook yeah. obviously did very well. And rarely do I come across um, a UK sort of local business or SME that 
gets good traction on Facebook without having to pay for Facebook advertising. So, so that, that has been a massive shift, but you know, we, we are, don't get me wrong. We are huge fans of mm. Facebook advertising. I don't think we've got a single client, regardless of their industry where we don't employ Facebook advertising because there aren't many mediums where you can target specific demographics for like literally 10 or 20p a click or sometimes yep. even lower. Um, and so, so that, that's been a massive shift that, that social media, if you want to use it as a business, you need to have a, an advertising budget. And there, there's a really good book called, I think it's called Sell Like Crazy or something, but obviously a book about sales, which might not be for everyone. But it's by uh, an Australian agency owner called Sabri Subi, and it's got some really great nuggets in. And one of the lines he says is that if you, if you can't, if you don't have the money to pay to acquire a new customer, you don't have a viable business. And it is, and I know from speaking to potential clients, sometimes that can be a bitter pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when Emma and I, my wife and I started up our first business, you know, 15 odd years ago, mm-hmm. we literally didn't have any money. It was <laughs> eating, you know, bread and cheese, paying ourselves through petrol miles, walking into shops, driving to evening networking meetings whatever it took to get the money coming in so we had to put in all that shoe leather so it can be done but it can't be done forever you can't rely on on shoe leather for the rest of your life you just you just burn yourself out you know I was I was doing like 100 phone calls a day and that's some people might love the phone, but I didn't want to be doing that the rest of my life. It's not, so, it's not sustainable, is it? It's, no, you can't, absolutely. You'll get so far, but then you have to take that next step. And it's almost um, it's almost like growing up an evolution, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, a lot of people are talking about scaling your business. Now. That's almost become a bit of a buzzword, but it is like, yeah, yeah I, I almost loved um you know, sometimes I do look back on those days where we were ducking and diving and stuff. And but then I remember that, goodness me, yeah, it was 100 calls a day. It was it was getting doors slammed in my face. And yeah. and I suppose if you know, if you are selling, you have to get used to rejection. That's fair enough. It's just not very nice when you're knocking on like the 50th door of the day and you get it slammed That's in your face. or so shouted destroying, at. isn't it? Yeah, that, absolutely. But, you know, we had to do it. And if we hadn't done it. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have had a business. But when the money starts coming in to then reinvest it back into the business, and, and yeah. you know, both you and I, I'm sure we've seen a lot of businesses that, say in the last recession, part of the reason they had to shut up shop was that all the money that came into the business went out of the business. And when the recession hit, it was like, oh, yeah, we've, we've got no resources. Um, yeah. And so, so in, investing into, into, into marketing, um, you know, we've seen a lot of that in lockdown, whereas sometimes, you know, <clears throat> You know, lockdown happened and you've got business owners that stop everything and you've got other, you know, we've got other clients who, who, who some, some of them even spent more to, to protect their business, to ensure they had a business to come back yeah. to. But to, to, so, so Facebook ads, fantastic tool. Um, but yeah, if you're on Facebook as a local business and you choose not to use Facebook ads or you haven't got the budget, whatever the reason, you're, you're missing a massive trick. And I think that that's been a massive change mm. since since we we recorded the last podcast two years ago yeah and i think um, i've always been skeptical about facebook facebook ads but actually i think i think the proof the proof in the pudding for me this year during lockdown was using it as a recruitment tool and the, the we weren't we weren't drowning in candidates but the quality was exceptional um and you know the proof the proofs in the pudding by by recruiting beth um 
who I think she's going to be coming kicking and kicking and screaming to one of to a future podcast. Um, but the proof in the pudding is there is actually, and that goes back to attitude versus uh, aptitude. And her, her attitude is fantastic. And you think that was probably what a 30p click on Facebook to get that. Yeah. Um, it's get an absolutely <laughs> fabulous resource. And yeah, absolutely investing in a, in a downturn in the market, invested in marketing, absolutely got to do that. Yeah, it, it's just difficult because I mean, you know, I appreciate some people don't like Facebook, they don't mm. like Mark Zuckerberg, they don't like the privacy concerns. Mm. But sometimes, you know, as, as a business owner, you have to make commercial decisions. And if yeah. there are opportunities where you can hit your target audience, i.e. not waste money hitting people who are, who are mm. never going to buy off you or refer business to you. If there's another form of advertising where you can reach those people for, like you say, 10, 20, 30p a click. Yeah then brilliant you know so so that has been yeah that that, that's been a massive shift um and then i think you you said two things i mean um i say probably video or podcast that's almost three things i suppose isn't it but Mm. videos and videos and pods um a business doesn't have to do a podcast but it, it probably will get to that point if they've got um expertise and information to share but if a business isn't using video now yeah. they yeah it's got to the point where they are missing a a mahoosive trick yeah well we've just started the the ask chris series um mm, brilliant so i think we've recorded we might i think we might have recorded up to, up to 10 10 little video clips now um nice. and i was i was in the market in shrewsbury on saturday and bumped, socially distanced bumped into somebody that um that i've known for years on the business circuit and i haven't spoken to them for a while but straight away it's like yep it's in the videos you've been doing really really good i keep trying to think of a question <laughs> so you know it's it's getting it's getting seen it's getting the traction um obviously shameless plug there for more questions we, we do need more questions to answer but um yeah it's that's a new thing to us we've never done that before um but it's been received really really well no i've seen that they're, they're they're brilliant and it's it's you are doing what a lot of business owners don't want to do i mean you know mm-hmm. we know there are some people who don't like having their photograph taken so getting them in front of a video cam is just not going to happen yeah and all we do with our clients is advise them and it might, you know, the business owner, maybe he or she doesn't want to do it, but they've got a manager in the team that is more than happy to get in front of the camera. Yeah. But someone needs to get out there because, you know, I suppose we talked about Facebook ads and it could be 10, 20 be a click. Yeah. If you put budget behind a video on Facebook, you're literally talking one or two P. Yeah. So, um, yeah, vi- video, video is brilliant. You know, there, there's no real tech, tech barriers anymore, I guess. If you've got a decent quality smartphone and maybe some kind of like you know handheld um like tripod thing or whatever yeah you you know if it's just you to camera you probably don't even need a microphone and it's just practice 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 and 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 seek seek constructive feedback because all your all your your friends and family will probably tell you you're awesome and they wish they had the guts to do it but you need those honest people in your circle who'll take you aside and say did you realize you 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 swore or did you realize you um and er all the time which someone told me when mm-hmm. i started doing videos and it was like no i didn't i, I you know i've watched my videos back but i didn't just didn't pick yeah. it up so when he told me that 
it was like, right, now I know that I can do something to address it. Yeah. And it's definitely taken from for me, it's certainly taken a couple of videos just to get in so that the first the first batch of I think we recorded three videos on the first batch. Absolutely hated it. And we 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 put an hour in the diary to to work out what we were going to do, get the filming done and all the rest of it. And I spent the first 45 minutes effing and jeffing about how much I didn't (laughs) want to be in front of the camera. And now the last the last batch of three that we recorded, we we were done in 20 minutes. Brilliant. We just, in fact, we did more than three because we did a couple of other video clips to promote to promote this podcast. Um, but yeah, it was just now it's just get on and do it. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah. Any 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 quick Google search about the power of video for business will just mm-hmm. reel out uh, reel out a whole load of stats <clears throat> about the engagement of video compared yeah. to photos and stuff. And and yeah, it can be too much of a good thing if all you do is videos in your marketing. You know, you, you're skewing the balance. But to to have that variety of content, the images, the blogs, the articles, the comments, the videos, yeah. the podcasts, it's all like you. you you're hitting some of the same people of course yeah. but you're also hitting different people because like we talked about at the beginning about some people might not like to read to learn they might prefer to do it via a podcast or an audio book yeah. if you're doing these different things strategically they will be literally able to hit everyone within your target demographic twitter done something brilliant like yesterday um they're testing it on android um funnily enough um yeah. When you, if you're on Android and you see an article on Twitter and you try and retweet it, it should now, um, it might not be every country, but it should now pop up with a little, a little nudge saying, do you want to read this article before you retweet it? Yeah, and, I read that this morning. Fascinating yeah, idea. And that is brilliant because we, we've all, we all know people who just share stuff without doing their due diligence and whether yeah. it's just, just naivety, they, they don't realise they could be spreading fake news or, or malicious news, whatever it might be. So, um, so, so Twitter, yep, they're doing great stuff, but I still think in terms of um, effectiveness for SMEs, there might be other options. So I, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Twitter in the future. I, you, you mentioned traditional media. Yeah. I think, you know, pr- press advertising has been up against it for years because it's, it's so expensive. It's so pretty much pretty much unaccountable it doesn't have to be if you've got an ad in the paper with a unique promo code or a unique phone number you know a call tracking number you can have some kind of handle on what it does and of course from a brand awareness point of view to reach thousands of people great but what does it actually do with my business compared to lots of other stuff i think they're just fighting a losing battle and they and they definitely need to adapt like televisions had to adapt like you you got things like sky smart now yeah when you see an ad in an, you know, you, you and your neighbor are watching the same program, but the ads you see might not be the same as your neighbor. Um, that's, that's, that's okay. working really well for Sky yeah. and that's powerful stuff. So if, if Sky know that, you know, you're a, a dog owner, they want to serve me a pet food ad. Okay. That's great. But not the guy next door. Cause he hates dogs. That's where television, that's where mm-hmm. some kind of traditional media is adapting, but where press advertising can go in terms of flexibility it's it's certainly not an area um, we'd use or encourage many of our clients to do. If they want yeah. to use traditional media, we'll probably look at things like, to be honest, things like leaflets and and, and business, good old fashioned business networking. Yeah, do you think, so you think we'll see um, we'll see a de- the demise of um, prints in, in terms of the, like local newspapers and stuff. Yeah, unfortunately, so local newspapers mm. definitely. 
um, you know, my, you know, my mum, she has read the local newspaper for like, I think 40 years we moved, 40 years ago we moved up here. Yeah. Um, but even, even she just looks at it online now. So, you know, we'll see, yeah. and I suppose we have seen for a long time, switched on newspapers, trying to encourage people to the online version and yeah. whether that's monetized through advertising or like, is it the Telegraph that charge, you know, whatever it is a month to, to subscribe to their online mm. newspaper that's where that kind of future is and newspaper you know again you know <clears throat> it can have its place if it's done strategically but it's a case of looking at right okay well mm. what else can i spend that money on like with any marketing like business networking okay i got x amount of business this year through business networking and maybe met x number of suppliers to help my business it's not just about getting yeah, you know getting new clients right across isn't it yeah absolutely could i have spent that time and money doing something else well you know who knows test and measure but you know networking yeah. that's that's about as old and traditional as you get has that yeah. had its day no now that people have realized it it, it was never an um, online social media networking wasn't there to like um replace physical networking it was there to complement it and, and indeed even facilitate it. you meet someone online you realize you've got stuff in common could help each other oh let's let's meet up for a coffee and there we go old school yeah so have you done um have you done much online networking with uh with lockdown i know some of the local some of the local organizations have really ramped up their on their online networking provision because of lockdown have you have you been involved with any of that i've definitely i've definitely done more one-to-one online networking i mean you know with the team again we use workplace so we communicate via workplace video pretty much every day Mm. um but certainly with with linkedin i've been um, having more messaging um with individuals and then doing some kind of video call i I have struggled personally with the kind of big group networking things online you've got 30 people registered on on a zoom or whatever yeah and you've got a bit of time lag or he's frozen in the corner because he's got a bad internet you're sort of you start talking but someone else starts talking at the same time and uh, yeah it's yeah. It, it's it, it's a bit tricky on that front and and i think sort of three months down the line i think people are sort of counting down the days till they can safely get back together again yeah. because networking expos workshops seminars i, I think they're they're an essential part of, of business yeah yeah, I think so. So with my my experience of lockdown video conferencing, um, when when the whole lockdown thing first kicked off, it was literally video call after video call. Um, and even now, um, there was one day last week and I literally had four or five hours of video calls mm-hmm. in one day. And that just leave that just leaves your head hurting. And that they, that wasn't actually any networking either. I've not I've not done a single a single video based networking event during lockdown um, because all the other all the other video calls they've just taken its toll um, it just it just makes my head hurt um, so I'm yeah I'll be glad to get some actual face-to-face networking um, going again and actually start to see some of the, the smiley happy people that that we were able to go and network with beforehand it's next week You've got mm. everybody back in the office, yep, uh, for Monday. which I'm guessing is really exciting. Um, how how's your business adapted to lockdown and the whole the whole work from from home? And obviously, it's it's we're talking a bit about technology as well here. What what's been your big technology transformations? 
So for us, uh, as you probably gathered, we're, we're quite fans of, of Facebook and certainly yep. how they can make things easy and accessible. And for us, mm-hmm. Workplace, and we've been using Workplace probably for about a year anyway. We've tried various communic- online communications tools, but Workplace for us works really well. And to be honest, all the team, they're, they're very Facebook savvy anyway. So using Workplace is just like using a Facebook group and it come, it's like second nature. So um, a combination of workplace and Zoom has, has been fantastic. That's enabled us to carry on supporting our clients apart from being able to do on-site visits. And that has been invaluable. But when I hear all these talk about, you know, um, Google going to let employees work from home until the year 2035, whatever it might be. Yeah. It's okay. The technology has been brilliant. I couldn't imagine, you know, what would happen if this had happened without things like video, easy video conferencing, you know, or if this had happened in the middle of winter and everyone was cold and dark all the time, I think, you know, the mood would have been even worse than it has been. Um, But we're, we're very keen to get back to the office and um, safely, of course, Mm. but I think online communication can only work so well now if you've got a client abroad and you speak once a week on zoom or microsoft yeah. teams then that's great there's nothing nothing else you can do if they're in australia you ain't going to fly yeah. to australia every week yeah. but if that client was within an hour's drive we believe and we want to encourage with our clients that we will come and see you. so we've got a client in glasgow and we will drive or get yeah. the train to go and see him every so often yeah. Because it can't, it, it can enhance and, and, and help a relationship, but it, it, like with networking, it might not necessarily replace the actual physical uh, meetings you can have. Um, yeah, but workplace, yeah, we, we we love it. Yeah, that's what I noticed with with recruitment when when interviewing Beth. Um, is it's it's great that we've got these video calls, but you do lose an element of that emotional interaction um you can okay we can we can wave our arms around we can gesticulate and and stuff but there's that physical interaction that emotional interaction that you just completely lose on a video call and um one of the things that beth said during during the interview process absolutely right if you think traditional recruitment processes the person the candidate would be coming into the office so they've got they've got a feel for the buzz the vibe what's going on and you completely lose that so yeah yeah, what you're saying is bang on is video is a great tool but i wouldn't use it i wouldn't use it full time all the time um no you you just lose you just lose too much too much from that Uh, we've got uh one question that we're going to throw at every single podcast guest that we get on Um, okay so be interested you you have been pre-warned obviously but be interesting to see what you come up with uh i'm curious whether it's going to have an apple logo on it what is (laughs) what is the one piece of technology that you couldn't imagine life without now i suppose i mean everyone is what i imagine would say a mobile phone so so if i were to go down that that route yeah i would i would say my iphone because we literally can conduct our business from yeah. from our, our phone. i've got to be honest i my, my ipad has now gone upstairs to my youngest daughter um, yeah. and she plays roblox on it because the simple answer was i don't even use my ipad that much anymore i do it all on on my phone so so yeah. i guess that would be the traditional answer and, and maybe that's what is what most people would say yeah but in terms of other don't... tech um I'd, I'd say voice so whether that's 
as yeah. I've said quietly now, in case she hears me, but Siri or Alexa. Um, okay. Those have, and that's something else my daughter loves. I'll just hear her upstairs when she's doing her homework going, Alexa, what is five times 7.3? And it's like, that's not what she's there for. Um, <laughs> but but we, yeah, we find out, you know, um, I suppose when you're searching for stuff now, you know, we're, if, if we're doing SEO for a client, it isn't just about what people are typing into Google. It's yeah. about what they're asking their phones. So yeah. voice, voice search is obviously massive and it's going to become even bigger. And so rather than going and choosing a playlist in the office, whatever, one of us will just, you know, shout across saying, Alexa, with me, it'll be play some dodgy 80s playlist or something, which is yeah. always causes a bit of an argument. I don't, in my house, there's no electronics upstairs either. Um, it's probably because of working in IT. It's that it's that security thing of what am I being listened to? Um, um, and there's been, um, in fact, one of the one of the guys in the office. She she did an experiment with her with her boyfriend, and they they started talking about uh, I think it was blue elephants or something really really random deliberately. Right. And then suddenly they've got adverts popping up on their phones. And when you you start to hear those sorts of nightmare stories, and suddenly you're thinking, mm, I don't know, don't know how we feel about this. Um, but wow. yeah, the, the no no electronics upstairs. That's I think that's just about being respectful for technology and not having it take over your world. Um, yeah, I mean I, yeah, I mean I, I mean I sound like an old fart saying this now, but we've got a friend and they've got a two year old daughter, and when yeah. they came to stay before lockdown. You just couldn't get this two-year-old off, off off her dad's phone, yeah. and 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 obviously not my place to say you can never criticise someone else how they bring up their no, children. No. But you know my girls were sat there with this two-year-old doing painting, and it was yeah. nice. And this two-year-old was happy; they were happy just yeah. painting. Yeah. And the mum comes in, and literally gives her her phone, and so straight away she stops painting. Wow. And and goes on, and I was like, wow. Yeah. And when we were sat there having dinner. The phone was next to the two-year-old and she was eating with one hand and she was scrolling with the other. And I was, wow. wow. I know to a certain extent, this is kind of my job using yeah. tech for, for marketing purposes, but it was like, that, that is, that, that That's can't be, that can't be the future. Surely that, that really, yeah. there, there does have to be limits. And, and if everything switches off, you need to be able to be honest at two as well. You need to be able to entertain yourself and find, find stuff to, um, yeah. Like we well, I told you we, we talk about this a lot about when people moan about social media in terms of the content they're exposed to. It's like, well, you've got the choice to uh, who you're connected with, for example. So go yeah. and unfollow those friends that post stuff you don't want to read about. And it is um, taking that responsibility to, of, of what you see online and and how much you use it, because I think there probably are a lot of people during lockdown that you've been sat there on the sofa just with scrolling. their thumb, yeah. scrolling, scrolling. Yeah. And, and to be honest, it's been a challenge to, to have our clients' marketing cut through that noise. That, that's been the biggest challenge. Thank you very much for coming to be a podcast guest on episode one. Um, episode one of Control-Alt-Speak, um, which for the old people that remember Control-Alt-Delete, <laughs> there's obviously a play on words there. If the people watching and listening wanted to find out more about yourself, Andy, Code Break, how, how can they do that? You know, we always say to people, if they want to find out more, we do everything. Every kind of contact starts on our website. So if people want to book a free 20-minute call with myself or Joel, we are, uh, they can do it through the website. And we're more than happy to share some tailor-made advice because 
all marketing now really needs to be tailor-made you know they're, they're, there's lots of generic rules to follow but it has to be about your business and your goals because they're going to be different to everyone else in your industry or your competitors um, so so yeah so so please do visit our website anyone if you, if you would like to get in touch and, and if you're struggling to get your voice heard. Uh, codebreak.co.uk brilliant thank you very much Andy uh, my pleasure Chris thanks very much